1: Isn't it wonderful that even bad things happen so that something good can happen? Bad things may happen in order to bring us back to God. But it's mercy, it's God's mercy to get us back into the full and to get us back to Him.
2: On today's Healing Word... Pastor Morris goes to the Old Testament, where we read about the ancient temple of the Lord, an actual structure that after many years was destroyed, and compares that to how Christ's coming ushered in a new temple, one that is in every believer through the power of the Holy Spirit. Time now to join today's message. God is already there. Jerusalem
1: is the capital city of the Jews. And it was invaded, that beautiful city, by the Babylonians, the enemies of God and the enemy of God's people. The city was completely destroyed, so was the temple. The Jews were carried off. But when the Jews repented, God restored them. You see, God God restores, God makes whole. What's incomplete becomes complete in Him. And so God restored, sent them back to Jerusalem. They rebuilt the temple, which now is our physical body. They rebuilt Jerusalem, which is the world around us. And God was there to abide and bless and keep them. Now, let's look at this for just a moment. The Babylonians in the Middle East, their territory back then... Was in and around the nation of Iraq today, and their capital city was Babylon, which was only fifty miles south of of um, the capital of Iraq. What's the capital of Iraq? Baghdad. So here is Iraq. Here is Baghdad. Here's the Babylonian Empire. It, it was extended much more than just Iraq, but all of those areas and those many of those areas, they still hate the Jews. They hate them to this day. So you're getting the picture how that the enemy hated the Israelites and went after them to destroy them. Now God had blessed his people, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, men and women of the covenant. God had blessed them. But after a time, You know, we all grow slack after a a while. Like I said uh, earlier to to the ministers, we can experience something a hundred times perfect until we begin to think it's always going to be perfect. And then all of a sudden there's a breakdown. Well, here is the Israelites worshiping God, but little by little, almost imperceptibly, they begin to drift Toward other gods, gods of power, gods of wealth, uh, gods of prestige, gods of lust, gods of sex. But they held on to the temple. So now they have the temple, but they have all of this other lifestyle and all of these other gods. And God kept telling them and repeating and repeating. Now, we serve a very patient God. But after a while, after a while. God says that he is a jealous God, that he is not going to share his love and glory with another. And he kept calling, come back, come back. And it seemed like the more he called them to come back, the more they drifted. And the more he was patient, the further away they got. And so finally, finally, God says, enough is enough. You are rebellious, stubborn children. You need to be disciplined. And in mercy and in love, God disciplined them by sending the Babylonians in to capture them. Now, that in itself was the mercy of God, because these people were not going to repent just because God asked them to repent. You know, there's some people, they're they're going to do what they want to do, no matter what the Bible says and what God asks of them. They're just not going to do it. But when God sent this destruction It got their attention. Sometimes things have to happen to us to get our attention. It's unfortunate, but that's reality. That's life. And the Babylonians marched against them. God just backed off and said, "Okay, you want your own way. You don't want me. Oh, we want you, but we want this, too. God said, you can't have both. (laughs) That's basically what he was saying. You cannot have both. So God backed away. Uh, I mean, God waited for years. And the Babylonians marched in, destroyed that city to the ground, that beautiful holy city, the city of David. Then they went to the temple and they destroyed the temple. They they took all the, the belongings that were of wealth and then they marched the Jews off to Babylon, to the capital. Now, so often, friend, listen to me, so often some of the things that come to us, they come to us. By our own choosing, by our own rebellion. We bring a lot on ourselves. If we look back, it's a decision we made or, or, or something else that brought this all about. We didn't pray and seek God first. We went ahead, trusting our own wit. Sometimes we made a God out of our education. And we, we think we know so much only to know that we went the wrong way. And we kept going the wrong way until we got ourselves in a very, very sad predicament and situation. Now, here, the city of David is gone no more. The temple now is gone no more. And here are these Jews off in Babylon. And now they're starting to come to their senses. They said, oh, my. You know, sometimes we don't miss it until we've lost it. And here's what they said. Psalm 137. By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. Now notice, they're starting to remember. All of those opportunities, they turned down, turned down, turned down. But now they're beginning to remember. We wept when we remembered Zion. We hanged our harps upon the willows. For there our captors demanded of us a song. And our tormentors demanded songs of joy. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? But the thing is they were in a foreign land long before they got into a foreign land. They allowed the foreign land to get inside them. And now the Babylonians marched them off. And now they're literally In a foreign land. It got inside them and now they're in that place. But they begin to remember and they said how God had been with them and blessed them. And now when they are confessing and repenting, God is going now to restore and bring them back. Isn't it wonderful that, that even bad things happen so that something good can happen? Bad things may happen in order to bring us back to God. When the word of God doesn't challenge us and bring us back, sometimes circumstances will. But it's mercy. It's God's mercy to get us back into the full and to get us back to him. So here they come back. The Jews come back and they rebuild the temple. The temple was the place where they met God and God met them. Man meets God. God meets man at the temple. And the first thing they did was to rebuild that temple. They knew, thank God, they finally came to their senses. They knew they needed a meeting place with God. They needed to be in the temple of God. They needed to be where God was calling them to be. God says, come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. And some say, well, I'd rather stay home and sleep and get my rest that way. Only to find out. That the spirit of, within us has grown cold and has moved away a degree or several degrees from God. So people we need to be wise as serpents and harmless as dove. Don't allow the world to condition your thinking and help you and, and make you to think the way that the world thinks. We need that spiritual refreshment on an ongoing basis because we're getting the world temptation and the devil on an ongoing basis. We get the devil and the world and temptation six days a week and we get about an hour and 20 minutes here on Sunday. Well, we need every minute of that hour and 20 minutes. Not half of that time, but all of that. Do you live where I live? (laughs) This is the way the, the world is. Now, here's what... Let me show you how the Jews felt about the temple of God. And I'm going to go back to Psalm 84. This is how I felt. And I hope I still do. And how all of us felt at one time, I think. But they got away from this. But this is how they used to feel. They said, how lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. My soul yearns, even faints, for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may have her young. A place near your altar, O Lord Almighty, the King of my God. I'll tell you, the altar of God The place of prayer, the place of hymns and worship, the place where the word is taught, that's all the altar of God. And here the Jews, they loved the altar of God. They even envied the little birds that get up in the rafters. They said, they get closer to God than I get to God. And, And then look at verse 10. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I don't want to get out there and... And say, I'm in here, one thing, and then I get out there. And I mean, any sinner can seek the world and leave God and ignore the word and ignore church. Anybody can do it. And by the millions, they're doing it. And then if I do it, I've lost my testimony. Hey, you're just like I am. It doesn't really mean that much to you. And so I need to watch. And the Jews stopped watching. And that's exactly what happened to them. John the Baptist was the last of the Old Testament prophets. When Elizabeth, his mother, was pregnant with him, she was visited by her cousin, the Virgin Mary. And when the Virgin Mary entered into the house, John the Baptist, in his mother's womb, the Holy Spirit came, and he was filled with the Holy Spirit, and he leaped in his mother's womb. Now watch the temple change. Now, it's not going to be brick and mortar anymore. It's going to be a body. Now watch for the Virgin Mary. Uh, The angel Gabriel come, comes to her and says that she's going to be the mother of the Lord. And she said, how? How's that going to be? Look what he said. The Holy Spirit shall come upon you, not a temple, a brick and mortar, not an address, but you, 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 your body. The Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. You, your body is going to be the temple of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now watch Jesus when he was baptized in Jordan. The Holy Spirit didn't come upon a building. It came upon him, my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. Now watch the 120 go to the upper room and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It came upon them and they were clothed with the Holy Spirit and they praised God in other languages. And so now the the shift has come. Now, friend, you are the temple that God is seeking to rebuild in the image of Jesus and to put his spirit within him. You don't know. We we don't know who we are. This is the this is the thing. We don't seem to know who we are and, and what, what we are, and what God has intended for us. We don't seem to know that, and I have been praying, and I've prayed earnestly that God would come to the Largo Community Church all these many years, and in the last few years, and particularly, that God would somehow break through that membrane that we have. There's something, there is something that is keeping the Holy Spirit from coming upon us, and filling us, and for us knowing who we are, a people bought with a price, a people filled with the Holy Spirit, a people who is uh, the light of the world, who are the salt of the earth. We just don't seem to know and understand our place in the world and in society. God help us. So your body, friend, your body now is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Now, notice what happened here. The temple was restored And now the city is restored. Now here's, I'm I'm so cautious here. And I have prayed about this that I'm going to say now. Because there is something here and I must not miss it. And I must not say it in such a way that you don't get it or understand it. I dare not miss it. Our God is not a stationary God. Our God is not a God of a fixed place. Our God is not a fixed God. Now, not only the precincts of the temple, when they got back to Jerusalem, they rebuilt that temple. What they were seeking more than anything else. They loved and wanted God more than anything else. And they knew what life would be like if they didn't have God. The Babylonians would take them down, which happened. Now they knew they needed God. But now God is working in a, in a new way. He's working in a new covenant manner. And He is now not only rebuilding uh, not, not just the temple, a physical temple, but He's rebuilding lives. Now, again, God loves this house, this brick and mortar place. He loves 1701 Enterprise Road. He, he loves Mitchellville and He loves our, our zip code. But, friend, It's you he died for and shed his blood for. Now we've dedicated this building to God and this is the house of God. Uh, We've dedicated the lands to God. This is a sacred place. But the most sacred place of all is you, your body being the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives within you. And he has come to make himself known to you and to be near you and to bless you. And when the When the temple was built and now the city is restored, God says in verse 35, My name shall be there. The Lord is there. Where? Now he's talking about the city. Notice his power, his presence is moving from places of brick and mortar. He's now moving out into the restored city, just as the temple there was brick and mortar. And now in the New Testament, it has become people, believers. Now the city is not Jerusalem, a place on the map, but the city is wherever you are, wherever you go, God is restoring and he is doing it through the church, the light of the world, the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world and the very salt of the earth. Now you carry God with you wherever you go. Now, think about it. When you come in here, you bring God in here. And when you leave here, God walks with you. Now, you are the city that is being, you are the one that's refurbishing and lighting up the city. You're the salt of the earth. You're out there. And wherever you go, God goes. You carry God with you. You carry God in you. You are a carrier. When you go into a restaurant, you carry God into that restaurant. When you think think of a city. Think I'm almost going to get ahead of myself here. When you think of a city, what do you think of? You think of buildings and skyscrapers and office buildings. You think of restaurants. You think of shopping stores and shopping malls. You think of metro liners. You think of a city, just a regular city. Now, when you go into that city, and you're going, many of you are going into it tomorrow. You are carrying God with you into that city. You are a carrier of God. This is what I've been praying about. God, help me to say it clearly. Help the people to hear it clearly. Help us to get this message that you have called us, sanctified us, bought us with a price, our bodies, so that our bodies would be the temple of the Holy Spirit. So when you go in a restaurant, you carry God into that restaurant. When you go to the movies, you carry God into that movie. When you go shopping into that shopping mall, you carry God into that shopping mall. Friends, you are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. At least we say we are. But do we know who we are in God? Truly in God. Friend, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you're a carrier. Come on. You're a carrier. You carry God. Now listen to this. We're into the New Testament. Revelation chapter 21, verse 3. Now, listen to this. Not then, but now. Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them, and they will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. God is in you, and God is abiding. Now, God is with us. God will never forsake us. He is with us and he goes before us. Wherever the journey takes us, wherever the journey takes us, God is there. Now, would you put on the screen, Abba Father, put it on the screen. No, the, the, the statement. I mean, uh, I preached myself out at 11 o'clock. <laughs> Jehovah Shammah. <clears throat> Jehovah Shammah, the Lord is there. Now notice what it says. And the name of the city from that time will be the Lord is there. God is doing a new thing. The Lord is there. Putting those four words together comes up to two words. Jehovah Shammah. Can you say that? Jehovah Jehovah Shammah. Now put up the course. You just had it there. I messed you up. But put that course up that you just put up. All right. Abba father. Abba father. That meaning father father or father father. An intimate relationship with God. It's an intimate relationship deep within my soul. Now put up the next stanza. Notice father father Jehovah Shama. You are the one who's standing near. Now that comes from from Ezekiel chapter 48 verse 35. We may have sung those words and not even know what we're saying and what we're singing. But it means you are the one who's standing by. The Lord is there. Where? Wherever you are, that's where he is. Where is Jesus? I don't know. Wherever you are, where are you? That's where Jesus is. His Holy Spirit is within you. Now, life may take you through the veil of tears. There may be sickness, cancer, Divorce, widowhood, widowerhood, singleness, single parenthood, marriage. Life takes us all somewhere. And life has a way of just taking your energy, sapping you, knocking you down. But wherever life takes you, God is already there. That's the point. God is already there. Now, the question how long will this difficulty last? I think of the person on a gurney going into that hospital room for surgery. God's already in that operating room before the gurney wheels are in. God is already there. Somebody said, Well, Pastor, how long will this continue? I cannot say. I don't know. They'll ask me another question. Why has this happened to me? I have no answer. But I will say what I can say. There's things that I don't know. But praise be to God, I know what I know. And I know in whom I have believed. I can say this with the Lord God Almighty on your side, trusting Him, believing Him, He's with you. He's gone before you to prepare a way. And when you get there, he'll be there. I can say that, not I, but he already said it. And I'm only saying what he has said. God will be there. His name is Jehovah Shama. The Lord is there to sustain you, to comfort you, to empower you, and to see you through and to watch over you until the blessing comes. Because the blessing is coming. Hallelujah. But He's there and He's with you now and He'll always be with you.
2: Knowing that God is there in the midst of your problems and continually placing your faith in Him is key to overcoming the troubles of the world. If you don't know Jesus and have not accepted Him into your life, I encourage you to pray and simply ask Him to come into your heart. He knows who you are and is waiting for you right now. If you want to know more about a relationship with Jesus, you can email the Largo Community Church pastoral team at at com. We invite you to join us in worship this Sunday at either the 9 o'clock or 11 o'clock service to experience a wonderful fellowship of believers and faith-building messages based on God's Word that is sure to encourage your faith and spiritual formation in Christ. The church is located at 1701 Enterprise Road in Bowie, Maryland. For more information, visit our website at LargoCC.org. Be sure to tune in to WAVA tomorrow at this same time for another edition of The Healing Word. Until tomorrow, blessings on you.